the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Sometimes when I hear that happy music, you know, and you're not in a good mood and you're grumpy and you're tired and you're annoyed, frustrated. Shall we continue? Have you had that kind of day? Some people wake up like that. They don't even get coffee and they're just grumpy when they wake up. I don't know. Some people, not everybody. Is that you? Probably. That's not necessarily me. My mom said when I was a kid, I woke up smiling and I was like, how is that? And we had a long conversation about it. And she said, I don't know. I I never figured it out. And she said, this kid is just happy. I said, wow, that sounds good enough to me. She said, no, I'm serious. Lorraine, every time you would just wake up smiling. So naturally, I said, well, mother, it was your gorgeous face, of course. And of course, my mother loved that. But honestly, I wish I could remember that far back. (laughs) I, I did have a fun room in my mind. I had a canopy bed. Does anybody remember those? It had like the little pink and white gingham looking canopy over it. It was really cool. Very 70s, very retro. And I don't know. I just thought I was in my own little land. And sometimes that's what happens to people that have all kinds of issues, problems, concerns, preoccupations. They get in their own little land. And guess what? They live in it. And <laughs> They don't invite you over. They don't invite you into their world. But then again, would you want to be in that kind of world? Would you want to be in that kind of space and place of what? Illness. And I'm not talking about physical illness. Some of you are, (coughs) (coughs) oh, this cold. And, you know, I've had COVID, so I'm immune now. Uh Uh Uh-oh, let me say on this show called Carrying the Burden. Uh, what burden? Well, that's up to you to decide. For those of us that happen to care, because you do know apathy is a real thing these days. I had that discovery over mm, 20 years ago or so. I didn't even really know that I was discovering apathy. I was living it. Now, some of you that listen to this show, you know I have now an 80-year-old mom. It's official. She's 80. But before she had her situation going, I had a life. I had a life and I met a lot of people. And I also found that most of the people that I met most times were not happy. They just weren't. See, there's this research that proves that body language is 70%, they say, of all communication. So when people look at you, they talk to you and they speak to you in person Many times, their body language is telling you more than what their verbiage or even the audio. Isn't that amazing? Because sign language does that as well. When people aren't even speaking with their mouth, body language conveys 
communication when people can see. So what about the blind person, Lorraine? Hey, 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 we're not getting into technicalities. Just roll, flow with me, go with me. I'm going somewhere. Just ride along. Have you ever been that person in the car just talking too much and somebody just says, hey, you just keep it quiet. It's going to be a long trip. Won't be too long today. Hear me out. Sometimes people look at you. They judge you. They listen to you. For a little bit until they tune you out and they're subconscious because they can't pay attention that long. Remember, we're talking about people in the grumpy world, people that have frustrations, people that are annoyed. And who are those people? Sometimes those people are people that have a lot of things that they have to care about. Well, you know, and I just talked to someone like that this week, and she told me about the things that she actually doesn't care about anymore. And I brought it to her attention after a conversation of about eight minutes listening to her complain and gripe and whine. And I said, my goodness, do you have anything to be grateful for? Well, I, I, well, I, 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 she was stumped because I don't think she considered I would confront her grump. Did you hear that? I confronted her grumpiness. Has anybody confronted yours lately? Uh, probably not. Because most people are afraid of people these days, especially with the society in which we live. People might do anything. Look, I've learned to zip your lip and pray. That helps. If you pray, then you'll have less to say. And it'll help somebody out. So people that are grumpy have a tendency to do what? Two things. They have a tendency to complain. That's number one. And then they have a tendency to just be disturbed. Why? They're disturbed because they don't know what to think about. See, it's a matter of priorities. If you have a tendency, for example, to just complain all the time, and if I'm talking to you, you should already be annoyed, irritated, frustrated, and maybe even a little convicted. Because the truth of the matter is, you probably don't like what I'm saying. And you're probably not agreeing or it could be polar opposite. You are in agreement and you do like what I'm saying. And guess what else? You are willing to hear me out further. So when you're gripey, right? Grumpy, frustrated, annoyed, make up your own words. I do it all the time. I told you I was that little kid in my little land of happy. Every day, my mom said, when I'd awaken, my face was smiling. And she even would ask me, what are you smiling at, kid? And I'd laugh. That was my first default happiness. I would wake up happy. Well, now I've been living this little Christian life for a while, a little over 30-something years, and uh, I found out a lot of that is rooted in my soul and in my soul depending on the theologians that you speak to in their seminaries and all their debates, you know, some say soul, mind, it's all the same. Some say uh, the soul and the mind are separate. Some say this. Some say that. Well, I'm going to go with what the Bible says. Jesus replied, love the Lord, your God. Love the Lord, your God. First of all, that same woman I was talking to, we of course, landed on some Christian topics about dealing with her grumpiness when I confronted her. And of course, me, as my mom would call me, the good little Christian that I am, I just offered her some alternatives 
That's a nice word, right? Alternatives to all of that negativity. Everybody wants to talk about positive vibes. You know, it's it's all retro for the millennials. Hey, it's all coming back. It, this is nothing new. Oh, I, I love her vibe. Yeah, well, maybe her vibe is not sustainable. Oh, why? It's not sustainable energy. Why? Because from where is she getting her power? Aha. When people run out of power, that's it. They cut off. They shut down. Haven't you seen the grid attacks across America for the electrical power going on in the city and all of these attacks just to shut it down? They're, they're even calling it terrorist attacks in some cities because they don't know why. Remember I said sometimes we don't know why what's going on with people, why they're like that. They're grumpy, they're frumpy, but they, they're doing that and they are. But why? They're usually grumpy and frumpy and upset because they don't have any power. So what was it now? Okay, so they don't have any power. There is no energy. That makes common sense, right? Or for the people that love the earth and are all about that climate control life, maybe they will say the um, source of my energy is the sun. That's fine. Mine is too, the S-O-N. I'll come back to that because remember I said, listen to what Jesus said. First thing he said is love. Okay, so we just had the whole Valentine's Day thing, right? And I was telling a friend of mine who was a little depressed because she doesn't have anyone. I said, you're depressed because you don't have anyone to take you out for Valentine's Day? That's what she told me, basically. And she said, I just put up black hearts. I said, okay, you put up black hearts. But here's the thing. No matter what color, they were still hearts. And I made her laugh. I said, you could have opted to put squares. I mean, come on, triangles. You still opted for the symbolism of a heart, which in America at least represents love, right? So I said, how about you give yourself some love and then open your heart up for some love from the Lord instead of the people? Because people run out of energy. I told you they're not sustainable. Who the people? The people that have this alleged energy from where you don't know their power is coming, and now you expect them to provide you energy. And when they don't, because they shut down, because they are full of what I call grump and frump, they shut down. You don't have anything. Now you're feeling like nothing. And where does that leave you? Powerless. So again, Jesus said, love the Lord. That's the first part, okay? Love, you know. That's why I told you, if you listened last week, love is in the air. It still is in the air. I even tried to sing it a little bit. So love, that's the first thing you can do. That's an option, though. You don't have to. Think about that. Did you wake up with any type of thoughts of love? Well, what do you mean? Okay, so I've got a list. Love is patient. Have you been patient today? Probably not. (laughs) Love is kind. You might be like, well, kind of. Isn't that funny how we used to say kind of, and now this generation defaults to, like, I've kind of, like, been like, and I always go, keep going. Let's get a word out besides like. It's just a metaphor, right? A simile, you know, keep going. I need the actual facts. I've been kind because I smiled. Okay, I can go for that. 
And if that is your truth, truth is love. And love produces freedom. That's a cool thing. So when you love the Lord your God, now remember, I told you, Jesus said this. He was giving this speech to people that, first of all, didn't like him. That's a, In fact, they were ready to kill him. And moreover, they just despised his presence, his very being. Do you have any people like that in your life? I do. And they have. My favorite part is, though, those people, they confronted him. Didn't I tell you about confrontation? Most people won't confront people they don't like. What will they do, though? They'll just talk about that person when they're not present, and they'll put them down. They'll put their name out there, but they won't tell them, as we used to say, tell me to my face. Okay, why won't people do that? First of all, most people are afraid to do that. That's the truth of the matter. And secondly, people won't do it because they really haven't spent enough time with themselves to understand themselves, to realize that's not actually how I feel. But it's a default. I told you, I used to wake up happy. And we, my mother and I, never really figured it out. I just was happy. Like I told you at the beginning of the show, this is carrying the burden. Now, watch out because we're going there. People wake up grumpy, upset, disturbed. How did you wake up like that? No bad dreams. Oh, they didn't have a bad dream. No, no bad dreams. They just woke up like that. So if that's you on a regular basis, I thought about you today because I still wake up happy for the most part. Most times I'm just a little older now, so my happiness is slower to awaken with me and catch up to my day. It's natural for me. Then when I became a Christian, I realized my power source. And from where I'm getting all of this power to actually be so happy and to be so kind, oh, it's love. So then when I look back at my life, and now that my mom is 80, I've had the opportunities in my adulthood to tell her, I was happy, mom, because you were happy. And most of all, you loved me. Love will produce happiness. And that's what everybody is seeking in the month of February. People get married on Valentine's Day. I watched some weddings on the news. It was so windy here in San Diego. On Valentine's Day, people, they get married on the beach. Look, you're getting married on a beach in San Diego in February. They're not expecting winds like the ones we had this year. 2023 winds, Valentine's Day, people. You will never forget your wedding. So people are looking, seeking for love. Every year, and believe it or not, every day. One of the things that people want the most, because you can't buy love, that's, I mean, there's songs about that, right? I think there's some truth to that. Get with the millionaires, ask them. They might have answers for you. I've seen people perpetrate the purchasing of love. That's why I told you, February has the greatest sales in the floral industry. (laughs) Chocolate is like over the top in the month of February. And then, oh, did you forget? For those that actually have the cash to do this, you know, we're in this economy that they talk about. But I don't think it stopped some of the jewelry purchases. So love starts the happiness. So 
here's the list. Love is patient. It's kind. That's where I left off, right? One of my favorites from that list, it's not easily provoked. Okay, so you have a big German shepherd that runs in your room and jumps on your bed, startles you, awakens you, and you're like, whoa, what's going on, snugs? And, you know, it's licking your face. It might bring some disturbance a little bit, a little bit. But usually after a couple of sniffs on you, you're kind of waking up and your happiness will come to you because you feel love from an animal. Yeah, why? Because you love your animal. Did you catch that? It's very similar with us and God. Most people don't even tell the Lord anymore. I love you, Lord. They'll sing it in a song. But Jesus said, this is what you do. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart. My heart, like my palpitating heart. And Hey, come on, don't be that deep. With all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Now that's in the Bible. You know I like to quote scriptures on the show. It is a Christian radio station, last I checked. This one guy told me, I thought your station was some like, I said, no, that's the other station. We we do have an FM station, um, but I also have a podcast. Me, Lorraine, I said, just listen to the podcast. Don't get caught up in the what I call the politicos, the people part of it. Yeah, that's all it means in the Greek, just the people. You're a person. I'm a person. Hear what I have to say. I'm sending you the message today that so what Valentine's Day is over and so what you didn't have anybody. That's no reason to be a grump pot. Um, there's opportunities for love. And where does it begin? I told you, hit songs out there. Love begins with you. How? Well, first of all, you have to take a look at yourself. Find out, do you even love yourself? Um, okay, do you have to go? I'm turning this radio station off. Um, I need a new podcast. This is not what I was trying to hear today. Right. And that right there is called denial. And when you deny yourself, you don't get any truth. See, when you look in the mirror and you know that the pants you put on, guys, I'm talking to the guys because it's different for guys when they put on pants and they know they've gained like eight pounds and their pants are a little snug after the holidays especially. And they're like, oh, these pants, oh, the dry cleaners must have done something to them. No, no, you ate too much dessert over the holidays. And, yeah, you didn't work out at all Mm -hmm, the whole month. Yeah, be honest. So, Love begins with honesty because truth, honesty, they're cousins. They go together. They will help you free yourself up. If you go straight to denial, you usually are heading towards what I call life bondage. What is that? I told you grumpiness, frustration, nervousness, anxiety. Well, you didn't mention those. Oh, yeah, they derive from all of that. They're all in the family of denial. Family of denial, I've never heard of that. I just told you about family of denial because that's what I deem it. It's a group connected to each other to cause you to be stuck to where you can't get to love. Love begins with you. How? By acknowledging, first of all, that you have deficits, shortcomings, (laughs) issues. So instead of taking it out on everybody else, Pointing the finger at everybody else. Blaming the traffic. Blaming the lady at the coffee shop that messed up your coffee. Look, take a moment and instead 
of insulting and berating and complaining, take a moment, maybe a deep breath or two, and look at yourself and start with your own self-hatred. See, that's the thing. A lot of people don't like to acknowledge the fact that they're having self-hatred issues. A lot of people don't like to acknowledge issues, period, (laughs) especially when they're the cause. Back in the day when Jesus came to the earth, they were so into rules and regulations. They were so into all of the things that caused people to have to be strict and obey. Why? Well, you read the Bible and find out. I'm not here to give you Bible study. That's another show. We have plenty of those right here on KPRZ, 1210 AM. And this show is not that show. This show is the one that wants to help people understand how can you care. I told you, the woman that I was talking to, she just was full of apathy. If you start with apathy in the beginning of the day, more than likely you'll go to sleep with that same apathy. If you don't take the moment to acknowledge, recognize, and realize why you don't care. I don't care. That's what she told me. I don't care. Okay. Well, half of the truth, at least what my grandma taught me, is better than a whole lie. You're on your way to getting rid of the lie. See, when I was little, I didn't get in trouble too much. You know why? Because I just told on myself. See, I didn't get to blame anybody. I didn't get to tell anybody that so-and-so did it and it's her fault and he made me do it. There was this guy back in the 70s. He had this TV show and he used to always say, the devil made me do it. And guess what? You know what? Nobody really makes you because you have the option. You have choices every day. You know what? The truth of the matter is I don't care because acknowledge your whole truth. And she and I did that in the discussion. And I believe that towards the end, she saw it wasn't them. She didn't have anybody anybody to blame. She realized self-accountability. Oftentimes people promote self-care. Well, I promote self-accountability. Start with you. That's where the care begins, being accountable to your mess, to your own destruction. Be accountable. From where is this coming? Why am I acting like this? Why do I feel this way? At least question yourself. They used to say, you know, not to have conversations with yourself. And now look at us. We've got mental health crisis everywhere. Of course, there are tons of contributions to that crisis, but the one I'm talking about right now is self-accountability. If you can begin to care about why you don't care, that's half of the battle. The other half of the battle is to win by choosing to love. How do you love? I told you I got a laundry list. Now, if you want to take time, look at it. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Pick one of them. At least try that one. I always tell people, The patience one, that one is tough. Oh, love is patient? Oh, yeah. So if you find yourself impatient, take a deep breath and go, I'm working on that one. I'm working on that one. Talk to yourself and say, you know what? I'm I'm going to get better. I'm going to work on my patience. And then my favorite part is tell the Lord. Make make yourself a, a commitment to at least say something to the Lord before the end of the day. Because oftentimes he doesn't hear from us until we need and want something. Well, isn't that the same thing you just said, tell the Lord? Well, it depends. Do you want to be helped? 
you telling him doesn't mean you want the help. Oh, watch out. Connect at LorraineCarroll.com. What is that? It's the email address where you can find yourself telling me about your issue, your story, your problem. Oh, okay, yeah, because that one hit someone really hard just now. So connect at LorraineCarroll.com. You can also find me on the K-Praise website. Look for the show, Carrying the Burden. So now, what's this burden? I told you. It's a bunch of them. Frustration. Irritability. (sighs) Some people, it's loneliness. Others, it's fear. People have anxieties all the time. Just because you have an anxiety and I have an anxiety doesn't mean our anxieties are the same. So one of the things I think you could do and should do is remember that if you hold yourself accountable to your own truth, that truth gives you an opportunity to free yourself, free your mind. Yeah, that was a big hit song. And they put it in commercials, all this kind of stuff. Yeah, but actually remember, if you do what? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, you get some opportunities to be free from a lot of that congestion, those problems, those issues that are blocking you up and holding you up. And most of all, binding you up, keeping you from the freedom to be happy, to be better, to be kind. And yeah, that's love. So it's what I call Bible math. And that takes a little time. You got to open the Bible. Were you good at math? You should be good at the Bible because the Bible is kind of like a big math equation, okay? Trigonometry, calculus, yeah. If you were good at that stuff, this should be much easier for you. Well, I wasn't good at math. There you go. At least be accountable to yourself. You've been listening to Carrying the Burden with me, Lorraine Carroll, right here on KPRZ, 1210 AM. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.